You're listening to the System Saving Podcast, episode number 281. Today, we're going to be talking about five creative ways to incorporate sponsors at your next event. So stay tuned. Hey, I'm Jordan, and my business love language is efficiency, because who doesn't want to sip pina coladas on the beach while your business runs on autopilot? We're here to help overworked one-woman shows become streamlined solopreneurs. And now with over 150,000 downloads, this is the System Save Me podcast. Hey, y'all. I'm super, super excited to bring this guest here today with you because she's bringing us a really unique topic. And I think that a lot of people are a bit scared of what she's going to talk about today, but I knew that she was the right person to bring on and, you know, give us a little woo-saw about it because it's actually really exciting and it's all about sponsorships. And we actually had Nicole help us with the sponsorships of our virtual conference events. I've collaborated with Nicole on other events that I've been a sponsor for. So I just knew that she was the best person to bring it all home for us. So Nicole, how are you doing today? I am doing so well. Don't be scared. I know this is, (laughs) this is a scary topic, but don't be scared. It'll be okay. (laughs) Exactly. So go ahead and tell the lovely folks a little bit about you and your business. Absolutely. So my name is Nicole Beatty. I am a full-time nurse, full-time entrepreneur, full-time everything. I'm the CEO of Fempreneur Online, which is a virtual summit production agency. Essentially, I uh, was working as a nurse. Uh, This is pre-COVID. Kind of got a little bored, if you can believe that, uh, and really wanted to you know, just to be creative in some way. And I ended up coming to the virtual summit, virtual event space and just loving putting things together. And I was like, oh, we could do it online. That's so awesome. And then COVID hit and, you know, everybody else's business was like, oh no, what do we do? And I'm like, yay, virtual summits. And it just kind of (laughs) exploded during COVID and just really doing everything. Sponsorship kind of came about where one person was like, hey, I'd really love to give away some giveaway items to my audience. And I said, okay, let me see if I can pitch a couple people, not really knowing that I was doing sponsorship curation. (laughs) And we ended up, I mean, getting awesome, like, you know, like lawnmowers and stuff, (laughs) like crazy expensive, you know, prizes. And of course I got it for my client. So I was like, okay, if you give one to the audience, you got to give one for my client. (laughs) So she was happy. And the people who won these amazing gifts were super happy. And we actually got paid a little bit for it too. So I was like, okay, this is kind of cool. And somebody else said, Uh Hey, you did this for her. Can you do it for me? So I said, okay, (laughs) not really thinking this was going to be anything, quite frankly. And it ended up being something. I was like, okay. And people, you know, just like you said, they get a little bit scared about the prospect, but I'm like, no, 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 this is fun. This is exciting. This is a new thing for your business. And it's super exciting. Yeah. So get excited. I mean, lawnmowers also, I'm here for the lawnmowers. (laughs) I'm here for it all. Anything free, I thoroughly enjoy. So I'm the person that like, during my birthday, I look up all the free things I can get and I totally like just binge. <laughs> You'd be like, it's my birthday. Give me the free things. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. The best day for multiple reasons. Yeah. So again, we are going to be talking today about the five creative ways that you can incorporate sponsors at your event. And so what I love about this is that it's not just your typical slap a logo on your t-shirt or slap a logo on your website page. Mm -hmm. Like I'm really excited to dig into again, how you can create win-wins for both the host of the event, as well as the sponsor and what that can look like in really, really unique ways. So talk to me about what 
your clients' businesses tend to look like before they implemented this? You know, mm-hmm. was it that they just didn't think that sponsorships were possible? Was it that they didn't think they had a big enough audience or that they just didn't even know who would be a good sponsor? Like where were they tripped up before they actually embraced the idea of sponsorships? Okay. So D all of the above. I mean, (laughs) most people just think their audience is big enough. Most people just think, you know, who in the world would want to sponsor my event? How do you get in touch with somebody from, you know, Lowe's or, you know, I don't know, whatever the big brands people consistently think of when they think of sponsorship, they immediately go for the top of the totem pole and they immediately get scared. Like, I can't do that. I can't pitch anybody. I can't ask for money. You know, there's, I can't do any of those things. Who am I to do all that? Right. So it's a mindset. It's a, I don't have enough. I don't have this. I don't have that. Typically that's where they start from. They're okay with maybe like a in-kind sponsorship. And for those who don't know that word, that just means, Hey, if you give me a product, I'll just give you a bunch of shout outs and do all the things for you. But all you gave me was a product and I'll give it away and, you know, put all these eyes on you. So people are really comfortable with that. That's what my clients were really comfortable with that. But the thought of, nope, I'm going to, you know, ask money in exchange, you will have a marketing campaign within my event. So that's kind of the mindset shift and the hurdle we got to get over. Like we're not doing in kind, just so you know. (laughs) (laughs) Yep. So they try to take the baby step and we're trying to take way more steps. Yeah. Uh, So (laughs) go ahead and walk us through these kind of five creative ways that we can incorporate sponsors at our events. Absolutely. So I think the easiest way is to think about when you, especially online, there's kind of like a a presence where we want things, just like you said, you know, it's your birthday. I want some free things. What can I get? Well, as a part of an event, you could always give something called virtual swag bag. Think about old birthday parties back in the day, day nineties, where you went away from every birthday party with a little bag with some, you know, candy and a bunch of junk in it uh, that my mom would just throw away immediately after the birthday party. But this is something where you go away with a virtual swag bag. So that could be maybe a coupon code for a new product that a sponsor is trying to put out there. Maybe it is a free, maybe one or two modules from that sponsor's course. Essentially, it is something virtually delivered to the attendees of your event that the sponsor puts in there. If that makes any sense. <laughs> Got it. That totally um, makes sense. I love the reference of the 90s birthday parties. Do kids not do this anymore? No, this is not a thing. No, this is not a thing anymore, apparently, yeah. which is really stupid. And yeah. I don't understand it. But, you know, <laughs> there's so many things people don't do anymore. But uh, um, that particular reference, that's the best way I can possibly describe it. Yeah, no, that was a great reference. So cool. Yeah, I like that idea. And I think, too, when you go into in-person events, a lot of times you'll get like actual swag bag of stuff, but then you don't think that you can recreate that same experience virtually. So I like that there's like coupon codes and all that stuff. That's a really good, that's a really good option. All right. What is next? Next, you got to think about that keynote, right? They want visibility. They want some sort of attention on their product, their value, their information. So why don't you provide them with a keynote presentation? So meaning you may have several other speakers there, but there are certain people that kind of just have a light shine on them where they get to talk and experience and interact with the audience for set number of minutes, you know, 45 minutes, 30 minutes, whatever number, but it's just a little bit more hyped up, right? So it's not necessarily a panel. It is a keynote. This is an important topic. We want everybody interacting and, you know, you're probably um, boosting it up a little bit more. You're sharing it on social. Hey, look at this keynote. This is sponsored by, you know, 
system save me, whatever the case may be, but all eyes on you in that keynote presentation. And so would that be something that you put in the main part of your programming schedule or is it something that you kind of, I guess, position as like a bonus perk for people to go and check out? Like, where is this place like in the event? like schedule or agenda, if that makes sense. Now it's depending on money here, right? So if we're talking thousands of dollars here, you know, I would want to be a keynote. I would want to be in the main, you know, the main thing, the main event, right? But if it's something where it's a little bit lesser of a price point than having it in a pre-party or having it in an after-party or having it as an additional content would be acceptable. But obviously, if you have somebody who has a larger price point or the largest price point out of your sponsorship program, you would definitely want that keynote being, boom, front and center. You would want people going and eyes on that product and that information. Perfect. Yeah. Love that. And so, all right. What is the third creative way? Absolutely. So let's think about panels. So I told to talk to you about keynote. Let's think about having a panel featuring speakers that that particular brand would like to be a part of that panel. So think about having that sponsor actually pitch certain speakers because, okay, think about it. If you get somebody like Teachable, they have people that talk about Teachable and is in that Teachable sphere. Why not saying, hey, we will feature a complete panel of people that you want to feature in my panel and we'll put Teachable all over it. So the whole goal is to essentially have that sponsor, make it all about that sponsor and having speakers that revolve and really are close with that particular sponsor. That is really interesting. I haven't even... I don't know if I maybe have seen this, but I like never would have even thought of it. So basically you're collaborating with the sponsor to determine who is best fit on the panel, probably like jointly, again, beneficial people on the panel for both example, teachable and yourself. Like, how do you go about that? Like, that seems so intriguing to me. Well, just ask and say, you know what, I'm really interested in curating a list of speakers for this particular panel that you guys are sponsoring. Who would you think most aligns with, you know, your branding? And they'll say, okay, well, we got this person, this person, this person. Actually, in a previous client, I actually had their brand manager, their social media manager that would end up coming on the panel. So it's a great way to, A, get their people out there, people that we normally see on a daily basis, but also getting their brand collaborators. They're people who are in contract with them that shout out Teachable and how much they love Teachable. So why don't we kind of bring them into the sponsorship game and also get a little bit of, you know, notoriety from the fact that you got some really big names next to Teachable. Oh, that's interesting. And so the payment is still to like the sponsors paying you to put the people on. There isn't any sort of like you're paying the speakers that are on the panel or anything like that. Right. No, you're not paying the speakers because again, that is their speakers, right? So it's almost like you're saying, hey, here is an hour. I want you to do what you want with it. And you bring your own BYOB or something, (laughs) BYOS, bring your own speakers. (laughs) You know, who do you want on this panel to talk about Teachable or whatever the thing may be? You know, it really could just be they get a bunch of customers that talk all their praises about how much they love them or whatever brand it is. We're just using Teachable for example, but, you know, getting all all their customers and just talking about how awesome it is and their launches and all those kinds of things. It just provides another avenue for them to sing their own praises. 
Have you been hearing all the buzz about VIP days or one day virtual intensives and want to create one for your business, but have no idea where to start? Head over to systemsamey.com slash quiz and take our new 60 second quiz to determine what kind of VIP day you should create. You'll get a detailed report with action items and exclusive structuring tips straight from the mouths of successful VIP day business owners. Ready to take back control over your schedule, your energy, and your income? A VIP day might just be the way to do it. Get started today at systemsamey.com slash quiz. One more time, that's systemsamey.com slash quiz. And what is the fourth way that we can be creative? Absolutely. So think about commercials. I know people normally hate commercials. They're like, oh, you know, (laughs) but there are some actually really good commercials that are fun. And you're just like, oh, I didn't see that coming. Or, you know, things that are really creative that brands are putting out there to get attention. So if you have a brand that's really about the visibility and really wanting to put attention on something, whether it's a new product or whether it's a freebie or that case, having a mini 15 to 20 second commercial in between your presentations, at the beginning of your presentations, end of your presentations, whatever the case may be, this is a way that you can essentially show a brand and show them often during your event. Mm, Yeah, I like that too, because I do think people think commercials can be boring, but I also have seen like really cute and creative ways that people have been able to showcase themselves or showcase again what their tie is to the like conference topic. Now I think of it like, oh, like what if they created like a cute reel, mm-hmm. like 30 second, you know, reels yes. are essentially the same you know, commercials of a commercial exactly, and you can get really creative with that. So, you know, I think that there's a lot of room for, for them to be, again, like looking for win-win scenarios, like everything that you're sharing, I can totally see it being a win-win for both parties. Absolutely. What's the last way? So the last way, it kind of goes with more of the after summit assets. Mm -hmm. And one of the things that I really believe when you're doing a good sponsorship program is you need to provide a return on investment before, during, and after. So don't just provide this thing during the actual summit, but actually provide some sort of return on investment after. And the way that you could do this, if you have a podcast or a YouTube channel or a blog is to feature that sponsor on one of those platforms. So do a podcast episode with that sponsor. Obviously it's going to be there forever, right? So you're going to have show notes and a lot of things attached to it. And, you know, again, same with blog, you know, it's going to sit there forever. It's nice SEO, you know, bringing back, especially if you have a really like heavily trafficked blog. Same with YouTube, right? It's going to be there. We're going to have, you know, clickbacks and all that sort of thing, especially have a really, you know, banging YouTube channel, do some fun things with that. Maybe make them, you know, a commercial during your YouTube, you know, maybe feature those commercials in other YouTube episodes. You want to make sure that you provide some long lasting content. So you can always reference back after the summit to that particular content for all your newfound uh, attendees to your event. Mm, yeah, I think that's a good point because, you know, the party doesn't have to end no. at the end. <laughs> uh, <laughs> no, you know, you can keep the party going. I, I definitely like that. And I think to a lot of people, I mean, including myself, kind of forget about that part of it. Like you think about, okay, you know, where, when can I put them, you know, in the ramp up period? When can I have them obviously displayed during the event? But after the event, like your girl's tired. So I'm not thinking <laughs> about anything <laughs> except for my bed. But I think that there is definitely still 
ample space for you to create something that is really cool afterwards. That's a good Absolutely. point. Absolutely. And like it's that. again, repurposed content. Hey, why don't you take that podcast episode? Now you're putting on your social media. Now you're doing these unexpected things that mm-hmm. the sponsor never thought you were going to do. And it wasn't a part of the contract. So now you're on social media, you know, it's, it, it makes that relationship with them even better. So when it comes for that next virtual event, they'll be like, Oh heck yeah, I want to sponsor it because I got so much value out of it. Mm, yeah I would love to know what like some of your I don't know is, is most favorite favoritist whatever it is sponsorship types have been that you've done with different clients and just like again for just fun ideas sake yeah well personally I just love the giveaways like how mm-hmm. much can I get <laughs> out of my sponsors <laughs> like how much like I mean the lawnmower was out of control like it's like okay we're gonna give you something that like this is crazy. And then even then, like, you know, it was a vacuum cleaner too, but I'm telling you, people went nuts over that daggone thing. And I was like, I was kind of like, dang, I wish I could get one, but you know what I mean? Like the, to me, if it can be the highest price thing to give away, because that particular summit, it was right on the money. It was like one of those HGTV events, but it was online. Right. So we're giving away vacuums. We're giving away lawnmowers, you know, (laughs) right down there aisle alley, you know? So those are the funnest ones that I can possibly get. And most people, again, will think, oh, let's do in kind. I'm like, no, heck no. Like you are providing that product is getting seen in front of those people. So you want to make sure that you have some sort of monetary return from that and saying, hey, yes, I don't mind, you know, putting your product front and center as a giveaway, but there is going to be a return. Yeah. Right. So you want to make sure that you do that. Yeah. I think, I don't know what it is. Maybe it's, I don't know, like the feminine nature in us that we feel like, oh, you know, we don't want to ask for money or we don't want to, you know, we're, it's not valued that high or blah, blah, blah. And it's like, dude, if you're congregating like several hundreds people, if not thousands of people, like there is tons of value. Like, you know, I think of TV commercials, I think of radio commercials, like anytime, you know, commercial runs, like that's getting thousands, millions of eyeballs. So it's the exact same thing just in a, you know, in a virtual kind of event in a virtual space. way. Yeah. So. And I don't want people to get scared though, because they're thinking, well, maybe I don't think I only have maybe 300 people at my event. That's 300 buying people mm-hmm. <laughs> for especially. And again, I tell people, look, don't go for, you know, the lawnmower companies or that sort of thing. Consider going for somebody who, you know, is a lawn care or something like that teaches lawn care. Go for people Mm. who are that medium business owner who maybe is kind of at that, I'm doing Facebook ads, I'm doing things like that. So you're able to say, hey, I can market you in front of 300 people right now. 50% of them are saying they're looking for a new way to do their lawn. You can directly sell your product to these people. Mm. I've just saved you all this money on Facebook ads. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, real. And it's fun too, you know, like, I mean, you know, Facebook has ads have their fun, I suppose, as well. But I really think that collaborations are where it's at. And especially in this like COVID slash post COVID eventually world, like we are going to want to connect more, we're going to want to congregate more. And so therefore, the value of getting in front of said congregations is going to be even higher, because people are ready to connect, they are ready to buy. And you know, it's really a great opportunity for everybody. So I love all of that. And so I would love to know, because obviously, this is a system saving podcast. (laughs) Yeah, what tools are you nerding out on? Or what are your old and faithfuls (sighs) that you've had forever? And you're just still obsessed with? 
You know, Airtable, like I oh hate to gosh. keep saying Airtable, but oh I mean, it's so what good. I use for getting Airtable, all the stuff together for sponsors, making sure that I know how many times I've pitched them and who I pitched and all the case, maybe pitch with a P, <laughs> making <laughs> sure that I do everything right. So Airtable is a trusty faithful. I also, LinkedIn is also really super important when it comes to sponsorship mm. curation, right? So this is, okay. is it a tool? Maybe that's not a tool. Sorry. Yeah, if that wasn't of. a tool. That's how you find out who the heck's in charge. So if you're looking for, especially the big companies, you know, most of the big companies have their brand marketer or their social media marketer, whoever's in the head of marketing is on LinkedIn and they're identifying themselves with that company. So LinkedIn is really important for my job. Yeah, right. And then like people are like, oh, I never thought to do that. I don't know. What else do we use? Those are kind of the only two. Yeah. <laughs> the big I one really... is anyway. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, I, hear, I mean, Airtable is a full-blown love affair. So I totally understand. <laughs> yeah. LinkedIn, real. I need to get my life together with. You're getting there. But for a sponsorship yeah. curator, for somebody like me, pff, yeah, LinkedIn it's is my best bet. Yeah. Oh, that's so cool. Awesome. Well, where can people get more sponsorship goodness from you? Where can they find you? Learn more, any freebies, like tell the people where you're at. Yeah, so uh, you can go to fempreneuronline.com, which is our website. Follow me on Instagram, Fempreneur Online. I am doing so much better on Instagram. I'm so proud of myself. (laughs) And then if you want any more information about sponsorship, you can go to fempreneuronline.com slash sponsorship. Essentially, we're building up a program, trying to figure out how to help people with sponsorship because, you know, people come to us with that mindset issue and I'm just like, oh, no, sis, come on, you can do it. So we're really trying to figure out other than just, you know, doing it for you, how we can help you with that. So just go there to learn more. Yes. Awesome. We'll have all the links in the show description. Definitely follow Nicole. She's an awesome, awesome person. Obviously, as y'all can tell, resource um, to learn more about both, you know, events, summits, what's going on, what are the trends, what's happening, as well as, again, the sponsorships piece that she got to share with us today. So, Nicole, thank you so much for being on the podcast. Thank you, Jordan. This is a dream come true, literally. (laughs) Thank you so much. Thanks for listening to the System Save Me podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, please leave us a review on iTunes or send a screenshot on Instagram while tagging us at System Saved Me.